Anyway, that's where we are uh, this morning. We'll get right to it. Oh, but anyway, we're in, we're in the book of Judges, and let's pull that index up just for a moment here and look at this timeline. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus going down the left side. I mean, this could not be in a more perfect timeline. It's just history, 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 history. And it actually keeps going. Ruth is actually history because she's grandmother to King David. That's why the book's there. And read about the story about what happened to her. First and second Samuel. Samuel's a character in the Bible, but it's history. There's nothing there but history. They're not misplaced stories. They're perfectly in order. Somebody says, well, yeah, but one was, it's still perfectly in order. You know, you're not skipping anything. First uh, and second Samuel, first and second Kings, these, there's a little bit of overlap in first and second Kings. I mean, in Kings toward the tail end, second Samuel is all David. First Kings is, uh, oh, got a lot of overlap there about David too. There's some in Chronicles, but these are, these were separate volumes of history. Anyway, then they, they quit right there. And all of a sudden you have a book called Ezra. And if you just started that book, you'd be like, Okay, they're going back to Jerusalem. Yeah, you, if you read the, the first part of that book, it tells you. They lost the kingdom to Nebuchadnezzar. It's during the time of the Persians and the Medes. And they came back to Jerusalem. These two books, perfect history. Ezra came back and built the walls of, uh, of the temple. Nehemiah came back. He's a mayor. He came back and built the walls around Jerusalem. And then you have Esther, which is not out of place. It's still in the time of the Medes and the Persians and Nebuchadnezzar and that's that group. And uh, anyway, the Jews are not even at their home country. Okay, But anyway, then you hit Psalms and Proverbs. Uh, and that, that's just a recorded, it's your hymnal. It's a recorded, it's the songs they used back in this time. Okay, Actually, most of them were back in the time of David. Proverbs was written by Solomon. Well, he was the third king. Uh, Ecclesiastes right here just means the preacher. That was written by Solomon. So just read what he said. Song of Solomon. It's a love story. It couldn't have been any better chick flick anywhere. It's just, that's all it is. Girls and boys. Okay. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations. You know, uh, Isaiah and Jeremiah, these two prophets, they tell you they were prophesying during all of the decline of Israel. They'll name which king they were in. So anyway... And that's all these were prophets. They'll say, during the time of this, during the time of this, during the time of this, and you can make the connection. And all of a sudden, whoa, where's Matthew? You, we know what happened from Matthew forward. It's Jesus' history right there. And then the letters. So we go back over here to Judges here. Remember, they got to the promised land. They lost the promised land. They're still there, but they're running for their lives. And so in Judges, we got, I think it's all the way to 13. Let's double check here. Yeah, right on it. Okay, that's because I was looking for it last night. Okay, so once again, Israel sinned by worshiping other gods. Remember, it wasn't drinking beer. It wasn't treating people ugly or whatever. No, they were worshiping other gods. So the Lord let them be conquered by the Philistines who kept them in subjection for 40 years. Now, this was not just the way, well, we got we to gotta say God's in charge somehow. No, that's actually what happened. The Lord said so in Judges chapter uh, chapter 2 was actually an angel, I think it spoke and said, 
He's going to leave some of these Philistines in there to teach these younger ones that, look, if you want to worship idols, this is what's going to happen. And actually what that was, that was grace because they could have all been hauled out of the promised land and they weren't. So anyway, remember, well, God's so mean. No, look who's so mean. And remember what this means. We covered this last week. Throwing their kids to the fire, sacrificing their kids. Mm, man. So anyway, so the Lord let them be conquered by the Philistines who kept them in subjection for, look at the time frame, 40 years. That's a long chunk of time, isn't it? Mm. Everybody in this room, we've covered 40 years already plus. Can you imagine how long? Then one day, the angel of the Lord appeared to the wife of Manoah of the tribe of Dan. Fairy tale, fairy tale, fairy tale. Why do we have the details? It's no fairy tale. Okay. She had no children, but the angel said to her, even though you have been barren so long, you will soon conceive, wow, and have a son. Praise the Lord. Anyway, don't drink any wine or beer. Yeah, you go stop right there. No, this is just for her. It's not because she's pregnant. We do that in America today and all that kind of stuff, but that's... Don't go there because it's not what's happening. Watch this. Don't eat any food that's, that isn't kosher. You know, what does that mean? Well, I'm not supposed to eat a cow. It's got to have cloven hooves and all this. That was just to show separation. That's all, okay? Your son's hair must never be cut. See, how spiritual is that? Because it's not. It's a sign. It's not something like, you'll know the Lord better if we all look like hippies. <laughs> no, uh-uh. Your hair, his son's hair must never be cut. He'll be a Nazarite. What is that? Oh, you know, it's in the book of Leviticus. They tell you about it, Okay. Or numbers, one of the two. Anyway, a special servant of God from the time of his birth, and he'll begin to rescue Israel from the Philistines. Now, we have another guy in the Bible that did this too, and that was John the Baptist. Okay. Anyway, the, the woman ran and told her husband, a man from God appeared to me. I think he must be an angel of the Lord. So let's get back in it. Forget the Nazarite stuff for a moment. This angel just said, hey, you never had a kid before. You're quite old. Guess what? You're going to have a kid. <gasps> Whoa. Okay. And then, well, the woman ran and told her husband, a man from God appeared to me, and I think he must be an angel of the Lord, for he was almost too glorious to look at. Wow. Boy, you know, this is getting to be trending. And every time an angel shows up, I read it the other day when Jesus was born, the whole hillside just, the Bible says, the, the terrain just lit up, you know, because all those angels were there. Anyway, the man run told uh, her husband, okay, I didn't ask where he's from, and he didn't tell me his name, but he told me you're going to have a baby boy. And he told me, don't drink any wine, beer, don't eat any food that isn't kosher, for the baby's going to be a Nazarite. He'll be dedicated to God from the moment of his birth. Now listen, that must have meant something to them. They did not, it's not as though they did not know the law of Moses, you know. So they knew about that. He'll be dedicated to God from the moment of his birth until the day of his death. Then Manoah, now this is the husband. Oh Lord, please let the man of God come back to us and give us more instructions about the child you're going to give us. Well, the Lord answered his prayer, and the angel of God appeared once again to his wife as she was sitting in the field, but again, she was by herself. Yeah, just my luck. No, wait a minute. He prayed. He's going to get his prayer answered. Manoah was not with her, so she quickly ran, found her husband. The same man is here. Well, Manoah, boy, he ran back with his wife and asked, hey, are you the guy that talked to my wife the other day? He said, yes, I am. Then Manoah said, can you give us any special instructions how we ought to raise uh, the baby after he's born. Now remember what's going on. The nation is lost. They're, they're running for cover. For 40 years they've been slaves to the Canaanites. 
The angel replied, be sure that your wife follows the instructions I gave her. Now look at this one. It's that nasty alcohol. Wait a minute. What's wrong with a grape or a raisin? See, it's got nothing to do with that. Separation is all it is. She must not need grapes or raisin or drink any wine or beer or anything that isn't kosher. Then Manoah said to the angel, please stay here till we can get you something to eat. Well, the angel says, I won't eat it. I'll stay, the angel says, but I won't eat anything. However, if you want to bring something, bring an offering to sacrifice to the Lord. Notice he didn't say to me. Manoah didn't realize he was the angel of the Lord. For Manoah asked him for his name. Hey, when all this comes true and the baby's born, uh, he said to the angel, we'll certainly want to tell everyone that you predicted it. Don't ask my name, the angel replied. It's a secret. Then Manoah took a young goat and a grain offering and offered it to sacrifice to the Lord. And the angel did a strange and wonderful thing. For as the flames from the altar were leaping upward toward the sky, as Manoah and his wife watched, the angel ascended in the fire. Manoah and his wife fell face downward to the ground. And that was the last they ever saw of him. It was then that Manoah finally realized it had been the angel of the Lord. Uh, Look at this. Again, see if this was a fairy tale, what, what, what's, what's this all for? Anyway, we will die, Manoah, that's the husband, cried out to his wife. We've seen God. But his wife said if the Lord was going to kill us, you know. You know, a lot of times, man, you know what the wife is right anyway. So they're pretty smart. Look what they said. Uh, if the Lord is going to kill us, he wouldn't have accepted our burnt offerings, okay? And wouldn't have appeared to us and told us the, this wonderful thing and done these, these miracles. When her son was born, they named him... <gasps> There it is, Samson. Oh, I've heard this story. That's right. Now you've heard the, the back. This is the only background of this guy. And the Lord blessed him as he grew up. And the Spirit of the Lord began to excite him. Look at this. Whenever he visited the parade grounds of the army of the tribe of Dan, located between the cities of Zorah and Eshtah. Okay. All right. Here we go. Just markers in there. We're in chapter 14, but it's really all one big historic line. One day when Samson was in Timnah, he noticed a certain Philistine girl. Notice it didn't say a Jewish girl, a Philistine girl. When he got home, he told his mom and dad, his father and mother, he wanted to marry her. Oh, they objected strenuously. Why don't you marry a Jewish girl? Uh, They asked, why must you go and get a wife from the heathen Philistines? Isn't there one girl among all the people you could marry? But Samson told his father, she's the one I want. Get her for me. His father and mother, look at this. Father and mother didn't realize the Lord was behind the request. For God was going to set a trap for the Philistines, who at that time were, there it is, rulers of Israel. So wonder teenagers haven't read their Bible enough to use that against their moms and dads when they don't approve of who they're dating. You know, I tell you, if 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 kids would read their Bible, they'd be so much far along. You know, hey, well, dad, hey, look, this... I'm kidding, but you know what I mean. We ought to all know this. Now, look at this. As Samson and his parents were going to Timnah, okay, they were going to New Hope, wherever they're from, a young lion attacked Samson in the vineyard on the outskirts of the town. At that moment, the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him, and since he had no weapon, he ripped the lion's jaw apart. Gross. Did it as easily as though he were a young goat, but he didn't tell his father and mother about it. Upon arriving at Timnah, he talked with the girl and found her to be just what he wanted, so the arrangements were made. When he returned for the wedding, he turned no, when he returned yeah, when he returned for the wedding, he turned off the path to look at the carcass of the lion. And he found a swarm of bees in it and some honey. 
He took some of the honey with him, and eating as he went, he gave some to his father and mother, but he didn't tell them where he got it. Okay. Oh. Uh, as his father was making final arrangements for the marriage, Samson threw a party for 30 young men of the village, as was the custom of the day. When Samson asked if they would like to hear a riddle, they replied they would. Hey, if you solve my riddle during these seven days of celebration, I'll give you 30 plain clothes, plain robes, and 30 fancy robes. But if you can't solve it, you got to give me the robes. All right, they agree. Let's hear it. This was his riddle. Food came out of the eater and sweetness from the strong. Three days later, they were trying to figure it out. On the fourth day, now watch the details here. Even though you already know the story, watch the details. On the fourth day, they came to his new wife. Boy, this is extortion right here. Get the answer from your husband or we'll burn down your father's house with you in it. Were we invited this part to this party just to make us poor? So Samson's wife broke down in tears, uh, of course, you know, before him and said, you don't love me. You hate me. Well, man, she's got a pretty good motive here. She and her whole family are going to get killed. You've told a riddle to my people and haven't told the answer. I haven't even told it to my father and mother. Why should I tell you? Ah, she kept on crying. So she cried whenever she was with him and kept it up for the remainder of the celebration. At last, on the seventh day, he told her the answer. And, of course, gave the answer to the young men. Yes, because she's trying to save her own life, okay? So before the sunset of the seventh day, they gave him their reply. Hey, smarty pants, we'll tell you. What is sweeter than honey, they said. What's stronger than a lion? <laughs> like this, look what old Samson said. Remember, these people are not in church. You kidding? There was no church. <sighs> They're doing their best, but their best a lot of times is very short. Watch what, look what Samson says. If you hadn't plowed with my heifer, what? <laughs> you wouldn't have found out the answer to my riddle. <laughs> God, okay. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon him, and he went to the city of Ashkelon, killed 30 men. These were Philistines, okay, and took their clothing and gave them to the young men who told him the answer to his riddle. But he was furious about it. Now, I want you to notice this is not Delilah. This is somebody else. He was furious about it, and he abandoned her and went back to live with his father and mother. So his wife was married instead to the fellow who had been the best man at Samson's wedding. That's the end of that chapter. Look at that. We've covered two. See, we're going to get this one. This will be it. Watch this. The story, that is. Later on, during the wheat harvest, Samson took a young goat as a present to his wife, intending to sleep with her, uh, but uh, her father wouldn't let him in. So in other words, Samson, he went back over there saying, hey, okay, I've, he's cooled off. I really thought you hated her, he explained. So I married, married her to your best man. But look, her sister's prettier than she is. Marry her instead. Samson, well, man, you know how that goes. That's my girlfriend. What'd you do? Okay. So he says, you can't blame me for what happens next. Oh, he shouted. Now, remember, these are Philistines. So he went out and caught 300 foxes, tied their tails together in pairs. See, now that's, uh, uh, wait a minute. Remember, how'd he beat that lion? How do you get those 30 men? Woo. And you already know the story of Samson. It's fixing to get even more powerful. So this is like, hey, no big, I mean, no brainer here. Wow. 
Then he lit the torches and let the foxes run through the fields of the Philistines, burning the grain to the ground. You talk about California fires. Whoa. And all the sheaves and the shocks of grain and destroying the olive trees. Who did this? The Philistines demanded. Samson was the reply. And they said, why? Look how bad this is. If I was writing a story, I wouldn't have put this in. It's like, come on, I'm trying to make this thing. Why? Because it's history. Because his wife's father gave her to another man. So the Philistines came and got the father and mother, and they burned them alive. Yow! Now my vengeance will strike again, Samson vowed. So he attacked them with great fury and killed many of them. Then he went to live in the cave near the rock of Etam. The Philistines in turn sent a huge posse into Judah and raided Lehi. Why have you come here, the men of Judah said. Now these are, these are Jews, remember, okay? The Philistines replied to capture Samson and to do to him as he's done to us. So 3,000 men of Judah went to get Samson at the cave in the rock of Edom. Look at that number, 3,000, 3,000 against one. Well, remember the Lord is who's behind Samson here. So what are you doing to us, they demanded. Don't you realize the Philistines are our rulers? Okay, jump down, here we go. But Samson replied, I only paid them back for what they did to me. Well, we've come to capture you and take you to the Philistines, the men of Judah told him. All right. <laughs> Look at this one. Okay. But promise you won't kill me yourselves. Uh, no, we won't do that. So they tied him with new ropes. Won't know how this is going to work. And this is not Delilah yet. They tied him to new ropes and led him away. And as Samson and his captors arrived at Lehi, the Philistines shouted with glee. Woohoo! We got him. Now remember, God's trying to rescue Israel again. Okay. Uh, but the Lord's strength came on Samson. Now let's stop just a moment here. We see all this stuff and do we not think about be strong in the Lord and the power of his might and put on the whole armor of God and greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world? We shouldn't let any of this stuff slip away. We've got help. Anyway, uh, I'll never forget one time I was replacing the, <laughs> I was replacing the camper RV uh, air conditioner. No problem. Had a ladder up there, and I was sliding that thing. It's heavy. Oh, my goodness. And I reached my limits. I couldn't get it. I thought, oh, I had to stop. So I let it come back down. And I was basically dressed in something like this. And I was going, God, I just was so close. And I remember, so I got it all the way up again. And I'm betting on the second time, Phil, man, I just said, come on, go up there in Jesus' name. And I got it up there, you know. You know. Yeah, really? Yeah. Oh, I definitely, I thank God. I praise the Lord. I, I had it. Once I got it up there, I could slide it where I wanted. Anyway, the Spirit of the Lord came upon Samson, and the ropes which were snapped, no, which he was tied, snapped like thread from his wrist. Then he picked up, oh, there's that story, a donkey's jawbone that was lying on the ground. Oh, my gosh, get out of the way. And he killed a thousand Philistines with it. Tossed the jawbone. Oh, uh, look at this. He tossed the jawbone. He, oh no, tossing the jawbone, he remarked, oh my gosh. See, look at all these things. He's got a song now? Yeah. Heaps upon heaps, all with the donkey's jaw. I killed a thousand men, all with the donkey's jaw. Oh my goodness, don't tell me. Yeah, here it is. And the place has been called Jawbone Hill ever since. This is so hard to undo. But now he was very thirsty. Look at this. He was very thirsty and he prayed to the Lord and said, You have given Israel such a wonderful deliverance through me today. 
Must I now die of thirst and fall to the mercy of these heathens? So the Lord caused water to gush out of the hollow in the, in the ground, and Samson's spirit was revived as he drank. He named the place, well, jump back. You got a place in your yard named that? I mean, praise God. The spring of the man who prayed. You know, Jesus had to say this one time, when the Son of Man comes back, will he find faith on the earth? And he was talking about prayer. He said that right after he, the, he gave the story in Luke uh, about the woman and the wicked judge. You know, she was a widow. Avenge me of my enemy. And the judge said, I will not. But, he, but the woman kept bugging him. And finally he said, I don't care about God and I don't care about this woman, but she's bugging me. So he said, hey, Bailey, fix whatever her problem is. Get her out of here. And then Jesus said, hear what the unjust judge said. And he said, shall not God avenge his very own, which cry unto him day and night? I say unto you, I'm quoting it, he will avenge them speedily. But when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Is anybody else doing this? If you get thirsty, do you ever ask the Lord for something to drink or, or whatever it is you're hurting for? Look at that. The spring of the man who prayed. Wow. And the spring is still there today. Now, Samson, so after this, my goodness, was Israel's leader for the next 20 years. Well, he got 20 years in, didn't he? The Philistines still controlled the land. Ah, for a little bit. Let's see what happens. One day, Samson went to the Philistine city of Gaza, spent the night with a prostitute. (gasps) I ain't reading the Bible no more. God's working through Samuel, whether his personal life's straight or not, okay? And God loves Samson no matter what anyway. Anyway, word soon spread that he had been seen in the city. So the police were alerted and the men of the city lay in wait all night at the city gate to capture him if he tried to leave. This is a great story too. Remember, we're talking Samson. Woo! Mercy. In the morning they thought, when there's enough light, we'll find him and we'll kill him. Samson stayed in bed with the girl until midnight. Well, all right. And then he went out to the city gates. What? Yeah, he lifted them. Hulk Hogan, buddy. With the two gate posts right out of the ground. Man, put them on his shoulder. He carried him to the top of the mountain across from Hebron. <laughs> well, imagine that, what they thought in the morning they saw that. Anyway, later on, here it goes. He fell in love with a girl named Delilah over in the valley of Sorek. The five heads of the Philistine nation went personally to her. These are like state leaders, I guess. Okay. Personally to her and demanded that she find out from Samson what made him so strong. So they know how to overpower and subdue him and put him in chains. So even these guys knew Samson's incredibly strong. Okay. Each of us will give you $1,000 for this job, they promised. So Delilah, remember he's in love with her. He begged Samson to tell her his secret. Please tell me, Samson, why you're so strong. I don't think anyone could ever capture her. And you know the story, but here we go. We'll read it. All right. Well, Samson said, if I were tied with seven raw leather bowstrings, I would become as weak as anyone. So they brought her seven bowstrings, and while he slept, she tied him with them. Some men were hiding in the next room. So as soon as she had tied him up, she exclaimed, Samson, the Philistines are here. Well, he snapped the bowstrings like cotton threads, so his secret was not discovered. Afterward, Delilah said to him, now remember, he's got to know, I'm in love with you, but you ain't too much in love with me, I can see, whatever. Afterward, Delilah said to him, you're making fun of me. You told me a lie. 
please tell me how you can be captured. Well, if I'm tied with brand new ropes that's never been used, I'll be as weak as other men. Well, she's going to try this one, isn't she? So at that time, as he slept, Delilah took new ropes and tied him with them. And the men were hiding in the next room as before. Again, Delilah, did you ever notice here? I don't think they ever got married, did they? No, of course not. Yeah, love her. How could God ever, oh my God, oh gee, man, I tell you, we need to quit writing, reading the Bible. I don't want my kids reading about this. Dustin's got his dog named after somebody who lived this way. <laughs> More to life than that, okay? John three sixteen. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You're not going to go to heaven because you didn't sleep with some woman. That's not the key. <clears throat> you need a redeemer, and the woman needs a redeemer too. Okay, Samson, the Philistines have come to capture, but he broke the ropes from his arms like spider webs. You've mocked me again and told me more lies, Delilah complained. Now tell me how you can really be captured. Well, he said, if you weave my hair into a loom. <laughs> Boy, it's number three. So while he slept, she did that and screamed, the Philistines have come, Samson. Man, I'd get rid of this girlfriend, gee. Gee, man, she's, anyway. But as he woke, he yanked his hair away, breaking the loom. Oh, man, well, anyway. She knew she loved him. Plus, she's thinking money. I'm going to get, I'm going to get, what, $5,000. Each of them promised 1000 How can you say you love me when you don't confide in me? She whined. You've made fun of me three times now, and you still haven't made me, uh, you still haven't told me what makes you strong. Now, remember, she's not there for him when, in a minute when he gets captured. She, you don't want to hear from her again. She was after the money. She was after... Anyway, she nagged him every day until he couldn't stand it any longer. And he finally told her a secret. My hair has never been cut. For I've been a Nazarite to God ever since my birth. Ooh. If my hair were cut, my strength would leave me and I would be as weak as anyone. Ooh. Ooh. Let's give that a try. Yeah, look at this. Delilah... Realized he had finally told her the truth. So she sent for the five Philistine leaders. Make sure you bring your money. Remember that? Okay. Come just this once more, she said, for this time he's told me everything. So they, there it is. They brought the money. She lulled him to sleep with his head in her lap. Good grief. Whatever. And they brought in a barber and cut off his hair. Delilah began to hit him. Well, that's real romantic. But she could see that his strength was leaving him. Then she screamed, the Philistines are here to capture you. And he woke up and thought, I'll do as before. I'll just shake myself free. But he didn't realize that the Lord had left him. Wow. So the Philistines captured him, gouged out his eyes. Oh, man. Took him to Gaza where he was bound with bronze chains and made to grind grain in prison. But before long, his hair began to grow again. The Philistines' leaders declared a great festival. Now remember, before we started this, the Bible, remember when he wanted that girlfriend, I want this girlfriend of Philistine. His parents were like, can't you get a Jewish girl? They didn't realize the Lord was behind this. All right. So anyway, the Philistines leaders, they got a great festival to celebrate the capture of Samson. Some of you and I, we've all seen the movie, you know, black and white movie. This part here, here we go. Uh, the people made sacrifices to their god, Dagon and excitedly praised him. Right. Our God has delivered us, uh, delivered our enemy Samson to us, they gloated as they saw him in chains. The scourge of our nation. Boy, I mean, Samson was getting them, wasn't he? 
The scourge of our nation who's killed so many of us is now in our power. Half drunk by now, the people demanded, bring out Samson so we can have some fun with him. So he was brought from the temple. Now I want you to think about prayer. Remember, I am the guy that, the, this is the spring of the man who prayed. You know, you know, don't let your day go by without, if you need help, you ask for help. All right, here we go. Uh, got too far. Hang on a second. Bring out Samson. So they brought from the prison and made him stand in the center of the temple. Notice where they're at. This stupid temple. It's not, it's not God's temple. This is their Dagon temple. Between two pillars supporting the roof. Samson said to the boy who was leading him by the hand, Hey, place my hands against the two pillars. <laughs> I want to rest against them. <laughs> no, you know, that, this is faith. Because he's weak as can be. No, Samson knows the mercy of the Lord. Anyway, by then, the temple was completely filled with people. The five Philistine leaders were there as well as 3,000 people in the balconies who were watching Samson making fun of him. Here we go. Then Samson prayed to the Lord and said, O Lord Jehovah, remember me. Please strengthen me one more time. Notice he didn't say, this is for Israel. (laughs) This is for Samson. It's okay. When you learn to pray for yourself, you can help others. You got to get the monkey off your back. Please strengthen me one more time so that I may pay back, look at this, the Philistines for the loss of at least one of my eyes. He's, man. Then Samson pushed against the pillars with all his might. Let me die with the Philistines, he prayed. Well, he'll get that. And the temple crashed upon the Philistine leaders and all the people. So that he, look at that, he killed, so, so, anyway, so those he killed at the moment of his death were more than those he had killed during his lifetime. Later, his brothers and his relatives came down to get his body, and they brought him back home and buried him between Zorah and Eschatah, where his father Manoah was buried. Uh, he had, and he had led Israel for 20 years. Boy, he put a dent, didn't he, in the, uh, in the Philistines, oh. Uh, Stuff that was going on. Remember, they've all been running for cover back and forth. Okay, we'll get to this one next time here. But anyway, wow, what a story. Oh, and before I finish that, so uh, these fairy tales, let's double check because, ooh, this cannot be in Hebrew. This is New Testament, chapter 11. Let's jump down here about right here. Uh, let me speed ahead just a little bit. 17. Yeah, that's, this is rehearsing things in the Old Testament here. By faith, by faith, by faith. There's Moses. There was Abraham. Uh, let's see. There's Gideon. Here we go. There it is. Look at that. What more do I need to say? It would take too long to recount the fairy tales. No, the stories of the faith of Gideon and Barak and Samson. Wow. And then he names Jephthah, who was in that book. These, these four are in the book we're looking at. Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah. David and Samuel were later. And all the other prophets. <laughs> praise God. That's just fairy tales. No one. Praise God. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you, Lord, if we're facing any kind of problem whatsoever. Well, look at the life of what happened with Samson. You helped him out. You got him water when he was thirsty. You helped him when a lion attacked him. You'll help us. Father, I thank you. You did all that because you loved your people, Israel. You wanted them free again. They were calling for your help. So, Father, we just thank you. You get us out of trouble today, whatever it is. If we're not feeling good in our bodies, praise God. You'll take care of that. 
You restored Samson's strength. You'll restore our strength. Whatever. You restore our health. Like the, the man that had the withered hand, you told him to stretch forth thine hand and it was restored whole as the other. Thank you, Jesus. We know you'll take care of us in our bodies. Same thing's true financially. If we're hurting financially in any area, praise God, you'll take care of that. We're in the promised land, land flowing with milk and honey. And if it's not that, it's not this, it's some other problem that, oh my gosh, oh, but we have you. You're the creator of heaven and earth and everything that can ever be seen. And we're not worried about what we're facing. You'll fix it, whatever it is. And Lord, that doesn't leave anything left. But for us to leave great details like Samson had done. You know, somebody wrote it all down, what happened. And how great you were to help us and answer his prayer at the end. So Father, we just thank you. We'll tell us about Jesus because we can tell him what you've done for us in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Well, you, everybody knows the details of Samson, that's for sure.